This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Lisiba, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hey, good morning to yourself, Katla, and your listeners. Yeah, no, thank you very much for giving us your time. Uh, Peter, you're calling us from Hamansklad. Welcome to the show. How are you doing, Katleo? I'm okay. How are you doing, Peter? Very well. Um, I, 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 I had a question about mm. this whole AKA thing. Yeah. Um, what I wanted to find out exactly was that um, why did it take so long uh, for them to, to say something about the whole issue, mm. about the investigations and everything? Mm. And my second question is that I, I want to know um, in, in, in a situation like uh, um, AKA situation, do you do you normally get um, uh, do they do they make investigations out of witnesses or they just do things privately up until um, everything that happened just just the way it happened? I'm not sure if you understand mm. me, Kakeho. So, so you are uh, basically just worried around uh, how there have been a lot of, uh, you know, information held back uh, by the police in their investigation uh, until the last end when we saw them announcing that they've made arrests and they're waiting for two people uh, there in Swaziland. So you would have expected them to more or less what come back uh, to us. Uh, the first arrest, they come back and announce second arrest and everything else. And then they keep us posted about how the investigations are going. I was expecting them to keep us posted up until, you know, up until this day. Mm. Uh, but it didn't happen. Yeah. So I just want them, I just want the guy to try and explain the procedure, how it works. Yeah, I mean, uh, we have uh, the SIBA respond, but uh, listening to what happened there at the press briefing and uh, journalists quizzing the uh, police commissioner and the minister around how then they approached this particular case, uh, they basically said that they were intentional about the strategy that they more or less, uh, you know, wanted to or opted to to use in this particular regard in terms of how then they're going to ensure that at the end of the day they have all of these people uh, behind bars at the same time and they don't get to uh, then compromise uh, the case. I think one of the things that uh, the general said there was that they were looking for uh, the uh, mastermind or someone, not per se the mastermind, but the organizer, the main person who was the, uh, you know, one that organized this whole thing, who particularly was uh, not, not necessarily, they're not focused on the spotter. Uh, for instance, a spotter would not uh, hold so much weight than someone that was calling the shot to say from point A to point B, we follow him to point C and then we do this. This is where we're going to get the guns. This is where we're going to hire the cars uh, so that we're able to move and as soon as we are done, uh, then and there's a, a little bit of heat, we relocate, we go to uh, Swaziland for some time and everything else in between. I think uh, even someone said that in the past, this is what the scorpions used to do as they were going into their investigations and you remember the scorpions used to investigate high profile cases and they would crack uh, these cases in a way that they wouldn't want to compromise uh, their investigation but I I have Lisiba here, he'll try by all means to answer and let's see how then uh, we'll get a sense of how the police then go about and also issues of witnesses, how do they go about because uh, then we know that most of these people, uh, they would have to depose their affidavits and the 
likes in terms of them helping the police or the investigative and, yes, officer and in the about case. Their safety. You see, so they, they, they too were saying that in terms of the compromising of the case, safety and the likes, and then they had to uh, deploy a somewhat of a strategy here on how they're going to uh, more or less approach this case. But let me give Lesiba an opportunity to respond. But thank you very much for the call. Thank you, Peter. So, Peter, calling us there uh, from Hamans Kral. Lisiba, uh, this is a hot topic right now. Uh, this case, Yabu, aka Litibello. I mean, all eyes really have been on the police in terms of how are they moving on cracking this particular case just this month we're marking a year uh, since uh, that particular incident in uh, Durban and uh, we see the police saying that they've made somewhat of a breakthrough uh, let's get your sense uh, in terms of policing union and your reaction to uh, the latest developments here and then we'll also try by all means to answer Peter as he seems worried about uh, how then the police approached this particular case yes thank you uh, thank you so much Katla, for leaving us I think uh, from our side, we clearly welcome the arrests and the good work that the police have done. And uh, yes, one is talking about that it is almost a, I mean, it, it went over a year already when the arrests and the announcements were clearly made. But mm. I think maybe just zooming in into what Peter has said, yeah. that when it comes to high profile uh, cases definitely there is what we call because those cases they have the the, the public interest mm. and clearly it also has what we call to be the public opinion at the same time uh, imagine if maybe there was something if things did not happen the way that they happened mm. if uh, maybe uh, the police would have arrested one or two and then made announcements at that time then there's others who are also involved then you find that the whole case is compromised. Unfortunately, the public opinion would clearly be criticizing the police yeah. to say, "By but why did you uh, not? Why did you announce and not wait when yeah. all your eggs happened to be in one basket?" You know. Yeah. So, but looking into how the strategy that was applied, we are not a spokesperson for SAPS, but we can we, we can clearly uh, highlight in terms of what the commissioner and the minister had said to say they adopted a specific strategy to say we know that everything that has to do with this case was scattered let us go after it one by one up until such time where we know that we've got something concrete to make sure that then we can then make an announcement because it's not only about making an announcement to the public but it is about making sure that there is a strong case that has strong evidence compelling evidence that could be presented before the NPA for prosecution, because that is what matters. An arrest, it comes into effect to make sure that one attendance, the one who's alleged to have committed a specific crime, uh, is then presented before the court and for the court to then take the matter forward to, to allow the NPA to prosecute. And at the end of the day, the judiciary will then pronounce themselves looking into what type of evidence was presented between themselves. And we must comment the work that was done by the police in this regard to an extent where they even followed uh, information of those who were found to be in in, in another country, like Eswatini in this case. Uh, really, it really shows that it has taken resilience 
the public pressure was quite a lot on the police and uh, they continued to make sure that uh, they gather everything that they need and unfortunately investigations they differ and strategies to investigations they always differ and we find comfort in an example that we have given with uh, the previous scorpions in terms of when they were dealing with high profile cases that they would make sure that they are uh, they are they are evidence and that their case is clearly tied before they could then uh, make an arrest which will then come at the end of the day and whatever that they would have made when it stand before the courts then they would not be found wanting. They would not be found to say there is something that was not done accordingly. And we've had the yeah. provincial commissioner as well, of course, Natal, uh, General Mkwanazi, mm-hmm. you know, st- talking about important things to say investigations would go on if then they arrest this other one. And not even on the very specific cases. You can just look at how how smart and really uh, how committed the police were when they dealt with that case. That Because they knew that each and every one of them who were arrested uh, for the very same case when the announcement was made the other day, but they were involved in other cases. Mm-hmm. So by so doing, they, are made, they, they were making sure that they get everything in accordance, but not charging them on the very same case. But even though they know that they were then involved on that very same case. So mm-hmm. we, we really need to commend the police when they apply great strategies. And that is some of the strategies that are applicable. And there is more other strategies that different police officers, when they are doing uh, investigations, not only on high profile uh, cases as well, but even on uh, those cases that are not high profile, they apply different strategies, which at the end of the day, the main thing is to make sure that you secure the compelling evidence that can then be presented before the NPA. So we, mm-hmm. we, we need to embrace it to say that there are different types of strategies that could be applied and different types of investigations. At the end of the day, uh, one follows, but uh, the results are the ones that uh, we talk about to say then there has to be a compelling case that one compiles and then it is then ready to be presented before the court of law. And and I guess also in this particular regard, uh, then uh, they do all of this, uh, keeping the witnesses in mind as well around not compromising the case, not uh, more or less compromising their safety as well, uh, because uh, those are uh, some of the things that you'll keep into uh, consideration as you take this matter uh, to the courts. True, Katlao. Remember, uh, investigations like this, for you to be able to succeed, and in, in, in breaking the case, let, 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 let me use those words, then it clearly needs a whole lot of intelligence. And intelligence, it goes to to say that who is giving you information, uh, who knows what, who are the witnesses that are involved. And we know there is what we call witness protection within, uh, the, within the ambits of our system and within the ambits of uh, the, the, the criminal procedure within South African context then that on its own, it is also important to say those who really are making sure they are keeping you informed, they are the ones who knows who is where. Because if it wasn't based on intelligence, if it was not clearly based on witnesses who came forward to say this is what they know and so on, giving out information, then uh, it, would, it wouldn't have been possible for the police to clearly uh, get a, make a breakthrough in this case. But they have done so clearly because they were witnesses and then 
then definitely the witness protection in this regard is quite important. And currently, we would not know who are the witnesses and so on. But uh, as and and when the trial goes on, you know, those witnesses will appear. And also uh, there's also provisions that are different. There are other witnesses who would uh, allow to be, who would want, okay, who would not have a problem with being, uh, you know, being exposed, especially if it's a high-profile case, you find that then they get to be appeared on the cameras and so on. There's, there's also options where those witnesses in, term, in terms of making sure that they are protected, where then they are able not to be revealed uh, you know, in terms of their faces and even their identity when it comes to that. So the issue of witness, prote- I mean, witness protection it really stands important because then it means that it is possible. Uh, if, if, if a case involves uh, around seven plus, you know, like we saw the arrest spoke about six yeah. but the day after then there was another one that has been added so it is yeah. clearly telling you that there is a whole lot of uh, people that got involved as the arrest suggests to us so definitely uh, the risk of witnesses in terms of their protection really is high so their protection in terms of the witness pro- protection program it is quite important in relation to this year mm. and others even saying that uh, we still need to understand then and get to the bottom of the motive here uh, because if you are a hired hitman, uh, yours cannot be a motive that uh, come out of your own accord, uh, but there must be somewhat of a mastermind here uh, who would then give us a sense of the motive uh, behind uh, these people coming together to decide that they're going to commit this particular uh, crime. Is this something that uh, then as we go into our investigations, we see it, uh, we leave it to uh, the courts to ventilate uh, as we uh, see now the investigation officer and everyone else saying that uh, but we have done our job here it will then be uh, the NPA's duty to ensure that they get to the bottom of the motive and help us in more or less making even further arrests uh, and getting to the bottom of who the mastermind might be here as we have seen that when the announcement was made uh, that evening uh, the Tuesday evening it was clear that uh, there were you know there were there were six people that were counted mm. by the management of subs and thereafter then we saw yesterday we then witnessed that there's another one who has been uh, arrested so it is clearly meaning to us that then the investigation in this uh, it, it is continuing uh, and even the commissioner and the minister they spoke about the issues that they would then it, it is possible to 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 see more arrests happening and that will clearly rely on the issue that on 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 how the investigation is unfolding because remember as arrests are being made there's information then that comes uh, from different uh, it could be from uh, those who are clearly uh, accused of specific uh, uh, crimes when they get arrested and so on then you know, they, they, they could be more. And the issues of the mastermind and so on, it, it depends on what, what is the case that is being presented before the court and what, what what are the merits thereof, what information is there. And definitely some of the issues, they also get ventilated when one goes on trial because during trial then that's when the, the, the examination in chief and also the cross-examination and re-examinations of witnesses and so on where now the person 
prosecution have to present their case and also uh, the, the, the defense also have to present their cases. That is where then there's a whole lot of issues that comes out. And sometimes it happens where one would, you know, it, it could be revealed to say, okay, who are the masterminds? But sometimes it, 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 it also, it might happen not to be known to say actually who really ordered the hit. It just depends on investigations. But unfortunately, in matters like this, it's not something that you can really, uh, you know, say that, uh, you know, really uh, say, predict the outcome thereof or what will be revealed thereof. But the main thing is that if arrests have been made now uh, from the investigation, the intense investigation that was done by our members being the police, yeah. it should be something that should be uh, commended and we are clearly commending it. And also now we are just looking into forward into what will then be presented before the courts and what will the prosecution uh, make sure that they are presenting and also to look into how the trial will be going will be unfolding in this regard. But there's also yeah. important matters uh, that generally are really uh, are really quite important to ourselves. Yeah. And, and, and also when we look at issues of uh, the arrest, to say actually what is the purpose of the arrest and so on, and also, you know, the issues that, that, revol- yeah. that revolves also around bail. Because in most cases, uh, you know, you find that the issue of an arrest, we happen to take it like it is something that is punitive, whereas it is not, because in terms of the law, for one to be arrested, it is to secure their attendance before the court. That is mm-hmm. that is the only purpose of one uh, being mm-hmm. arrested, to secure their attendance. Mm-hmm. Then, depending on the severity of and what schedule of that case happens to be. I mean, like if it maybe it is a Schedule 6 offenses which include murder, whether it is planned or it is considered to be premeditated, uh, rape committed, uh, you know, where maybe, you know, a, a victim was then uh, maybe, you know, uh, violated more times and so on. It, it depends yeah. on, on, on the schedules on those, yeah. where it comes to the issues of bail, whether the one who has been arrested, do they really uh, have leg to stand on in applying for bail? But the purpose of arrest, it is to secure Mm, the attendance of the accused because remember, it's still the accused. Mm. They are not yet found guilty. That is why they are then presented before the court. They are not, you know, the outcome of their, of their, their, their case or of their standing in that case is not yet known, but then it comes up in that manner. Then, yeah. if, if then they are secured, they could do one can be secured before before the courts through an arrest, or it could be otherwise uh, through through some summons or mm. and so on. But it depends yeah. on what type of cases are they. So the severity of the case it is the one that will determine. But the main thing of an arrest is to secure the attendance Damn of the God. accused before the court, yeah. which is quite important uh, to us to, to mm. really note as society. Yeah, and just a reminder to our listeners at home uh, that uh, we're in conversation uh, this morning uh, with uh, Sapu's national spokesperson, uh, this being Lisiba Tubakhali. We're talking about developments in uh, the policing space. It just went at length uh, in terms of uh, the latest developments uh, coming out of uh, this particular case involving uh, the arrests of those seven people in the AKA and Tips matter. Uh, and uh, we're seeing uh, them expected to appear in court uh, this particular 
regular morning. So we're on 0861-987-000. This morning, if you want to weigh in on what we're discussing, also there by X, we go by at Power FM 987. Uh, Lisiba, I mean, we see uh, then as you touched on uh, the issue of bail, we see the uh, police minister uh, just going there, uh, talking about how then the judiciary should relook this issue of bail, uh, the issuing of bail here. He went on to even say that uh, really uh, bail should not dish, be dished out uh, uh, like hot scones, uh, saying that uh, when you look at it, uh, the justice system uh, would uh, see uh, people being released on bail and then would see community members also then uh, also up in arms because this person is out uh, in the communities, even saying that uh, most likely then these people are most likely to uh, re-offend. It looks like he's saying we need to tighten the system here, especially uh, when you look at uh, the issue of bail. I mean, this is coming through at a time when we're expecting these people to be heading uh, to apply for bail. And uh, we know that at least some of the conditions would be that if you are a repeat offender and something like that, then bail, uh, it could limit your chances of getting a bail. Uh, but the minister here uh, seems to be saying that, uh, you know, amid all of these uh, considerations and everything else in between, uh, we need to ensure that we tighten uh, this particular aspect of the justice system. Yeah, you know, um, I'm glad that we touched on, you know, what type of cases does mm-hmm. one, you know, does one uh, get to be arrested for? Mm-hmm. Uh, we mentioned about those that are falling under Schedule 6. Yeah. Uh, we've made it, you know, we mentioned about those including uh, murder being uh, premeditated or planned murder and so mm-hmm. on. Also those that falls under uh, Schedule 7, uh, where now it, 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 it's really then... Uh, quite you know it, it goes through like uh, it goes an example like capable homicide there's also assault assault with uh, grievous bodily harm and so on so their police officers they they are then carrying a greater responsibility now to say a look at what type of a case it is that is there it happened under what circumstances and how serious is that specific offense that has been committed. That is why in most cases then you will find that uh, the police then they would prepare and they go and oppose that bail because then they look at factors that uh, evolves around that case to say if this person happens looking at whether is this, are they repeating or uh, offender. I mean, is this person a, 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 a repeating offender? Uh, I, mean, I meant to say then those are some of the factors. Is this person a flight risk? Uh, do we know they are fixed address? Uh, is this person, if they happen to be released on bail, would they clearly, uh, would they run for their lives? I mean, taking an example that we see for those who are already in, in Eswatini already. So what, what, what does it really tell you? Uh, okay, do they own businesses? Do they work around the country and so on? Is this person, uh, if they are released on bail, are we able to make sure that they will secure their attendance voluntarily so in, 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 in court? When their case is going on, because remember the bail is not is not is not is not even a punitive thing, or it is not something that is being used like okay, then mm-hmm. bail should stand to be something that uh, means that one is not guilty. It is just then to 
have one released not to attend the trial whilst they are in jail mm. when, when they, they, they are then within the correctional services. So, Don't you think that then, maybe then, uh, with what the minister was suggesting here, uh, in terms of maybe his concerns being around uh, the community members not being accepting to uh, the person coming back into uh, the community after uh, they had been arrested, don't you think that maybe it will also speak to uh, them being uh, charged and them being uh, taken behind bars and then coming back and being reintegrated into uh, the community? Uh, I mean, when you look at it, uh, there's, uh, and there's also uh, that opportunity of one uh, saying that I am I'm choosing not to apply uh, for bail uh, if uh, you know you feel that uh, there would be circumstances here that would work against you when you are released and uh, into uh, the communities uh, at so, so uh, these would be then be some of the considerations around this matter yeah true you know there's there's a whole lot of factors the first thing it starts with the severity of the offense that is alleged to have been committed in terms of what the police would be presenting before the court. Then the severity it looks, I mean, like we, we, we as an organization, we have a stance uh, to say police killers should not be released on bail. Mm. That is a standard, uh, it's a standard position that we have. So it, it, it is clearly when it comes to issues where one looks at what type of an offense it is. I mean, if, if one compares murder to an assault common or assault GBH and so on. So the severity thereof, it differs. Uh, if maybe it goes to crime and injuria and, and, and type of and those types of cases, so the issue of bail then it comes across to say, uh, then determination it, it is then be made to look at to say how severe that case is. What may happen if this person is then integrated back into the community when they are on, when they are released on bail? Is there any any possibilities for them to reoffend to commit the very same offence or even other offenses if then they are then uh, released on bail is this person a habitual offender already when you look at the the the, the case that we spoke about earlier then uh, all of those suspects all of them they were arrested on other cases meaning that they they, they happen to be habitual or repeat uh, repeating uh, offender or, or i mean offenders in this regard but then when we look at uh, those cases that are really not so serious, the question comes to say, okay, when you look at the severity, is it is it fine to have everyone arrested for that? Because some, if you are able to verify uh, their their fixed address, because that is one an important mm-hmm. thing to say, okay, this is where this accused lives. Okay, this is the fixed address. It is then verified. Okay, is this person working? Uh, okay, if they are working, what is their working address? Okay, then. Uh, is this person a flight risk? That is where the issues of even surrendering passports comes into play as well. To say, okay, then you'll find that then the plea is being made through the NPA or by the NPA to say, okay, their passport sh- should be then confiscated if then that bail is granted. So it all works out on how severe that case is. Then you find that others then they are to be released. Because remember, if one is arrested, there is a burden of costs that the state is carrying you find that maybe it is not such a severe case, it's just an assault common or it is a reckless and negligent driving, uh, you know, uh, where, you know, maybe one got involved in an accident whilst they, they, they were driving and so on, things, mm-hmm. things like that. 
uh, we are just using those as examples. Then when, when, when the issue of bail comes in, then one can look at to say, okay, is there really a need to have that person arrested? Uh, because then the state will then have to carry the costs because the minute this person is arrested, meaning that the state has to, to guarantee to make sure that they receive health care in case they happen to be sick. They have to make sure that they feed this uh, accused person uh, when they are in custody. They make sure this person is transported to and from to court and so on. Everything that has to do with their living conditions, these are their safety whilst they are in custody. Uh, and in some cases, really, when you look at the severity, those costs can clearly be be uh, also uh, clearly uh, to, to really be avoided uh, if one looks at the severity. But also when we look at those serious cases, like where we mentioned the issue of the taking, where, where we have taken a stance, that it is clear because at the end of the day, you find that the members of the community, when integration then happens, when one when the accused person happens to, to get bail, then they go back into the community too. Then they reoffend because this person anyway is a habitual offender. Uh, you know, it's not yet, it's not even yet rehabilitated, then uh, it really causes problems. That is where then, uh, you know, we are really saying that uh, indeed the issue of bail, we know it is always being looked at upon on based on individual merits and also looking into the severity and so on. But for those who are really, you know, circumstances around them receiving the bail, finding that they would be able to go back and then uh, re-offend, then those ones indeed, uh, you know, it should clearly be tightened because then their integration back into the community without rehabilitation through the correctional services, which can only happen yeah. clearly when, if, if then they are found guilty, then needs needs to be clearly looked into because we don't want to have criminals running on the streets because then they tend uh, to, to, if they are not rehabilitated, they tend to become uh, repetitive uh, offenders. And also, then, before I let you go, Lisiba, uh, what would then be your expectations as SAPU? Uh, we see these seven people expected to appear uh, just for a bail uh, going forward. Already, we've seen the minister talking about how there should be uh, just tougher conditions on bail conditions and, 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 and stuff like that. Uh, what would be your expectations on how this case is expected to go and how it's supposed to go and, and, and really maybe looking at what lies ahead uh, following this particular arrest? From, from from the good work that has been done by the police, it is really telling us that the police have done their investigation. They, 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 they then wanted to make arrests when they know that they've got a tight case. So for us, it is about the rule of, the rule of law prevailing because it is not only high-profile cases uh, that, you know, uh, are the only ones that are there. I mean, there's uh, somebody from the rural areas who has been murdered. There is a woman coming from, uh, who's living in the shacks who got raped. And uh, there's somebody who maybe is arrested or there's investigations that are still going on. In all cases, whether it's high profile or it's not high profile, as a union, we stand clearly for to see the rule of law prevailing 
on each and every case being high profile or not high profile. So looking into the great work that is being done by our police, those who are recognized with those cases that are high profile that we happen to know about, and even those who uh, are not in the media spaces to say this is the work that they are doing. We just want to commend all of our members who keep on making sure that they are doing a great work to secure or to make sure that they protect the inhabitants of the Republic and their property in terms of the provisions and the responsibilities that are rendered by the Constitution of the Republic to say that they must continue doing their work, whether uh, they are being recognized uh, or whether they are being given medals or not, but to continue doing their work to make sure that uh, everyone in South Africa remains to be safe. If there's cases that are being investigated, to continue with doing the same. Those who are patrolling our streets day and night, to continue doing the same. And at the end of the day, we make sure that the rule of law, it is the one that prevails. Meaning that we, by so by so saying that law, meaning that we leave it into the hands of the NPA and, and the courts for them at the end of the day to decide on uh, you know what, what what is the outcome of each and every case, uh, being it high profile or not uh, high profile. But the good work of the police that they are doing daily, we should recognize it, we should acknowledge it, and we should clearly commend it. Yeah, no, uh, most definitely. Lisiba, uh, thank you very much, man, for your time. I mean, all eyes really uh, would be on uh, the you know courts and the police as they uh, scratch the surface and try to arrest more people. They've said uh, that they're not ruling out uh, the possibility of more people uh, being arrested here. Uh, so we'll wait and see. And also, I wanted us to talk about uh, the elections and everything else in between uh, following a budget and what we saw the minister announce there. But we'll just create another opportunity uh, with you so we can reflect uh, looking at the crucial role that lies ahead for your members uh, where the upcoming elections are concerned. Thank you very much, man, for your time. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.